0: Okay, on the application for TI, there was a question that did some, some, oops, is there a? No, there was a question that said, the transformation intensive requires a substantial commitment of time and attention. Tell us how you intend to make time for this commitment. And then there was this small print. (laughs) Did you see this? Did you read the small print? I think this is Val's uh, EULA agreement, you know, the end-user license, license <laughs> to where nobody actually reads it, you just scroll to the bottom and you hit, yes, I accept this, because what this actually says is you should plan to spend a minimum of 45 minutes in prayer seven days a week for eight months. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Nobody's leaving. <laughs> Um, What does that look like? More importantly, what does that look like in your schedule? Uh, It's important to think about it ahead of time. It's important to plan. And in fact, Val has provided material. It is so important that we are going to give you time today to just sit alone and think about how this is going to fit into your life. And then we're going to give you a chance to talk to your small group about it. Um, But there's two important aspects. Of, of this one you need a plan uh, no you probably need at least two plans because the first one probably isn't going to work like you expect it to do and those plans have to deal with the logistics of when where and how and of course the really important thing is what if uh, what if you didn't make your 730 appointment uh, do you have a backup plan it's helpful to have a backup plan. What happens if your in-laws come on Thanksgiving and spend a week and they get in, in, in way of your plan? So having a what if is, is also important. Uh, as I said, we're gonna give you a chance to look at that. The materials are there. Um, the importance of logistics. Suppose that I said, George, let's to get together some time for coffee. I'll get back with you on that, okay? We all know that happens all the time. It's probably not going to happen. But what if I said, George, are you available to meet with me tomorrow at 7 at River City Roasters in in, in Wheaton on Main Street? And, oh, if you don't have a way to get there, can I stop by and pick you up? That appointment is probably going to (laughs) happen. So we know logistics are important in every area of our lives, but sometimes we don't really apply them to our prayer life. Uh, we, we expect that maybe to happen on its own, or maybe it's, it doesn't happen at all. So we're asking you to put uh, emphasize the logistics in planning your prayer life. Before we go on, do you want to flip over? to uh, Val collected some pictures of prayer places uh, from, from the leaders, and this is just to give you a visual of what some people use. Um, Well, I I think you can say it. You can can go on. Uh, I happen to know this one. (laughs) And I'll just tell you, having that many books within arm reach isn't a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not a good idea. We call those distractions. Uh, Go ahead. Ah, bidden or not bidden, God is present good reminder when you sit down and you don't feel like God's there looks like a clo- cozy place we don't recommend candles on the bed <laughs> <laughs> just think it through you know See these are just normal everyday places. Yeah. So this is actually, you know, defining a prayer place and making it somewhat sacred is 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 really uh a good part of the ritual because there's something well especially as Anglicans you know about ritual. Uh, there's something within us that we get, it it invites us into our daily routines. And so that's why this is important. Okay, the other aspect, I had trouble with words here. I'm going to stay with soul posture. Maybe I'm playing with the words. Maybe attitude and disposition are the same thing. But uh, what's going on in your soul as you approach your prayer prayer place? Extremely important. Uh, Is this an action or a discipline that you've set up to keep, and you're going to keep it no matter what, no matter what happens? Or is this, is this an appointment with Jesus? A chance to just sit with him whether, whether anything big happens or not because that's the most important thing in your life. Uh, Val will use this expression over and over, be generous to God. Be generous. <laughs> kind of like he's been generous to you. Uh, So that's, yeah, you're basically making an appointment to meet with Jesus. Show up. Uh, Before I get to this one, I want to try out a new analogy that uh, our leaders have been kicking around a little bit, but uh, as you heard, you're going to learn a lot of different ways of praying, you know, probably eight or nine or ten. There's there's a lot. Uh, I have a whole other story about that, but I don't have time. Uh, But all of these kind of fall under this, this umbrella of contemplative prayer, okay? And contemplative, this is one way of thinking about it. Contemplative prayer is like surfing. You need to go to the right place at the right time. You need to take the appropriate equipment. You need to get yourself in the appropriate posture. And then you wait, You've done all you can do. (laughs) You wait, and you pay attention. That's contemplative prayer. Now, we will give you lots of things to pay attention to, so that's not going to be an issue. But you go to the appropriate place and time, you take the equipment, you put yourself in the appropriate posture, and then you wait. That's a different type of prayer than many of us have been used to, uh, you aren't going to be good at it right away, and that's why I wanted to do this. Uh, we don't care where you're at in your prayer experience up until now. If Whether you're on one of the tails of this normal distribution or you're right in the middle, remember I told you I was an engineer, so <laughs> this is how I view everything. It doesn't matter where, you're, where your particular experience is, you, you will be able to step into this as anyone else. So everyone will be challenged. I assure you everyone will be blessed as well. Uh, And again, as Sandy said too, God does most of the heavy lifting here. Father Stephen says a lot too. Because in 2 Peter, he says his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. It's already a done deal. It's not like you've got to go out and find this divine power. Uh, It's already been granted to you. You already have it. And then Peter follows up and he says, now for this very reason also, apply the diligence. And then he goes into a whole bunch of, uh, you know, characterizations of us uh, that we should be diligent to uh, because we've already received the divine power. The other one I got from a friend of mine, uh, God condemns persistent rebellion, but not consistent failures. So be prepared to fail a hundred times. You know, that's only three months. You're going to do this eight months. So you'd, that'd still be pretty successful, right? Um, don't be worried about if you, if you can't keep to it exactly on time. Uh, and I, How do you know the difference between persistent rebellion and consistent failures? I can't see it, but I think it has to do with your soul posture. I think it has a lot to do with your soul posture. Um... Another thing about soul posture, one of the areas that we're really good at as Christians is the logistics of getting to church on Sunday. <laughs> it, you probably don't even have it entered on your calendar every Sunday because it just happens, and you get there at the same time, and you're, you're at church. But if it was only about logistics, it's not only about logistics because even though I can show up every Sunday, some Sundays are immensely edifying. And others are somewhat boring. So what's the difference? Because the logistics were the same. Uh, I think it has to do with my soul posture, maybe even starting Saturday night. Certainly my soul posture on Sunday morning, and certainly my soul posture as I enter the the sanctuary at 8.30. Uh, That's going to make all the difference. Your soul posture, the soul posture of the people that are ministering to you, the soul posture of the the people around you, because it kind of bleeds on to you sometimes, um, it's very very important. Ah another one of my I have this quote on cards spread all around my house. <clears throat> this was in a, in a biography of the of the Taizé brothers in France when they were setting up their community. They couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure out how they actually wanted to do what they wanted to do. Invite visitors in and always have prayer going on available. But the author said that their lives were characterized by a continual search for the mode of existence that best makes growth possible. As an engineer, I like this, a continual search. (laughs) That's what we do, we we continually search for solutions. But even your spiritual life can be a continual search for the mode of existence. You know, what habits do you have, what works, what doesn't work, Um, and if something fails, It's not a big deal. It just goes over here in this column of things that don't work. (laughs) I have a big list of things that don't work. Uh, So maybe that can be encouraging to you, especially in the beginning. If it just doesn't feel like it's happening, don't worry about that either. Um, So I hope that's an encouragement to you.